0: Hi guys, Dave from the Try Watches podcast here. You have to excuse the voice, I've got a bit of a chest infection right now. But just a heads up um, about this week's episode. uh, This week we had a really, really great chat as you'll hear. But unfortunately our guest had some technical difficulties after recording, which means we lost the latter half of the podcast, which is a real shame because um, we had a really great chat and some really interesting discussions. Um, So apologies for that. This week will be... Uh, that first half that we managed to record, but rest assured, we're going to uh, we're going to get going to get our guests back on again, and um, we'll record hopefully exactly the same stuff we talked about for you guys to listen to. Thanks very much, and hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to the Try Watches Podcast. I'm Cam. I'm Tom. I'm David. And we have a special guest.
2: I was going to say, and I'm Mike Pearson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably should have just let you roll with that. Yeah. But, but this, what you'll understand is that this is not a professional podcast, and we really don't know what we're doing. So,
2: I'm a supposed watch person, and I don't know what I'm doing either. So we just make, <laughs> we make it up as we go along, right? As long as you have a good time. Right.
1: Fantastic. So yes, as you've heard, we have Mike Pearson uh, joining us today on the podcast. And um, and you know what? I'm going to let him do his introduction for himself. Because we'll, uh, we'll get it wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> up. We're just no good at it.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me today. It's it's wonderful to meet you all and see you all. That's um, and this is uh, my first time uh, with you uh, on this podcast, so it's a big treat. Um, I've been in the industry now for the better part of two decades. Uh, the majority of my time I was... Uh, um, brand manager for, well, God, all the different titles that you can have under the sun for Bremon watches. It's just a title. <laughs> um, I've, I've had a hand in, in many different parts of the industry over the last couple of years. And uh, recently I was asked to join Zodiac as their brand director. Uh, so it's a very, very exciting proposition. Uh, more than anything, I, I'm, I'm a watch guy. I love talking watches. Um, I try not to take it as seriously as many people might, because it's it's good fun. so I try and enjoy it and more than anything I like to, to explain it in a storytelling way because that's the only way I can I can get my message out there and if we can share a couple of drinks and see some lovely things whilst looking at each other's wrists, job done. I'm all in.
0: Storytelling. what I'm hearing is that we can just walk away and let Mike talk and we get an easy
2: job. He doesn't be heavy lifting. <laughs> On this campus, like, fantastic. <laughs> you do know my wife's at the door, just going. He doesn't shut up. Don't let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am um, a. I am in England. I'm an Englishman, as you might tell. Um, but I lived in uh, America for the entirety of my watch career. Um, so I've been back in the UK for a year. That might change. But um, born and raised in the middle of England. Uh, but I'm, I'm currently down on the south coast. And a lovely little town called Arundel, which is in West Sussex. So if anyone knows that, come visit. There are antique shops and food shops. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and a castle. It is
0: that that part of the south coast is kinda of like God's waiting room to be fair.
2: Yeah, we we definitely get looked at. There's those people that can walk. But um <laughs> do you know what <laughs> It is lovely. We went, we went to the castle. We had, a, we had a couple of minutes off while the kids went to school and we went for a walk around the castle grounds. Yes, there's a castle. It is stereotypical. And uh, literally, it was us and everyone else was 80 years old on bus trips. But it was good. I mean, I love it. it was a really lovely atmosphere. And it is a nice part. It's a beautiful part of the world. So It's got... like
0: being in the film Cocoon. Uh, yeah,
2: 100%. But I feel like I'm now a lot older than people that were the stars of those movies in terms of the ones who were supposed to be young, which is terrifying. So.
1: Well, well, that's that's the crazy thing. That, uh, this is going to really tangent off there, but you, they were doing a breakdown of people who were in Cocoon and the ages they were, and then some of the celebrities that are of that age are older now. And you oh, look really? at them and you look at the celebrities now and you're kind of going...
2: They're not the same species. It's just not possible. <laughs> hey, listen, in this watch industry, we go to all these different shows, and I started, I was in my 20s, and you look in the mirror as you're walking past, and you're like, I can't fit this suit no more. You <laughs> <laughs> It happens to us all. It happens to yeah. us all.
1: Damn dry cleaner shrunk it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> dry cleaner, yeah. That was it. Yeah,
1: it's all the dry cleaner's fault.
0: <laughs> exactly. Mine. Yeah, I got married last year, and I can't fit in that suit already, so...
2: Covid, it's all right. We're all allowed. We're all allowed after Covid. So,
1: see, this is this is why you have to get married when you're a little older, because then you've actually already filled out to a certain extent. Because I got married what, nine years ago now, and I wore my wedding tux last week. So, and it still fit. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't do it yeah. up,
0: but you wore it. Oh yeah, yeah, You can't do it up. <laughs>
2: The sleeves are up to your up. elbows. <laughs> See, this is when you I, said I to come on this podcast. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I made a good decision when you this was a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well,
3: what, what was the occasion for wearing your your uh, wedding suit? Oh, we we went to a gala. Um. Oh, uh, basically, really are basically, basically into
0: the American California lifestyle, oh, aren't you?
3: Yeah. Hey, There's also what, gala in in uh, in, uh, in UK.
0: Have you been to one? Yeah. Um, all right, didn't no, actually, it. No, I don't get invited right. to these things. No, no, no. It was a
3: cha- charity
1: <laughs> auction. Slightly different. Fine. Okay. There you go. And and, that, and and that's just it. It's a charity auction. So, um, what it is, it's put on by my daughter's school, and all the parents show up. Everybody's dressed to the nines. Everybody gets drunk, and then they bid on stuff they don't need.
2: Oh, it's so- 100%. But at, at the end of it, it's for charity. You'd know that. But so I, what for you the buy?
1: School? it's for the children. You have to think about the children. So, what did you buy? So- um, uh, what did we buy? Was it a watch? At least no, no, they didn't. It's like a set of left-handed golf like
0: clubs or something like that that you don't need. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. It wasn't anything that. No, most of, most of the stuff were um like uh, vacation trips around, like uh weekend stay in certain places. Um, the table that we were at actually bid on the most expensive one, which was a two night stay at a cabin over in Tahoe. It ended up going for like six thousand five hundred dollars. I'm like for for two nights in Tahoe you could you could you could do that for 500 bucks like no problem <laughs>
2: we went to, we moved to Texas and I went to a couple of charity galas over there and then I saw real oil and gas money and the things that they were doing but it was also I felt I've never felt more underdressed in a very lovely tuxedo and shiny shoes I had a wonderful watch and I felt like the business and then I walked in and the boots the hats you know, the bedazzled uh, belt buckle, the traditional, you know, Texas yeah. way of doing a gala night. I was like, this is, I've never felt more of a foreigner in America. Everything's and then I, bigger and in Texas. Then they heard <laughs> I didn't eat meat and I didn't have a gun. I don't drive a truck. It was like, get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <The>
0: imposter. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: no, it, was,
0: it was an eye opener. I learned. Well, me, me and Cam both used to be in and gas. That's how we met.
2: Oh, really?
0: And I uh, still am. Still well, am. he still is, yeah. <laughs> um, but the company we used to work for every christmas used to do like a big like oh, a big party and it was like full dinner dance full black tie the, the whole lot and every year there was a raffle for all the employees and first prize used to be first class tickets anywhere in the world you wanted to go and then yeah, it was like and cool. it go down from that like first class north america like first class europe da, 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 all the way down And then it was like and mason hampers like a thousand pound hamper down to like two bottles of wine and the last thing was the centerpiece on the table which was like a bowl with some tinsel and baubles on it I won that
1: twice (laughs) and one year someone
0: stole it off me so I never even got to take it home
1: (laughs) (laughs) see I got the Fortnum and Mason basket and we got 12 bottles of wine in that and wine is long wine is long since gone we've still got the basket I use it as a toy chest for the girls (laughs) (laughs)
0: your american friends like but your kids names and issues aren't f and M. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> uh, I love it so how's how's everybody's week been thomas you haven't done a lot of talking yet how's your week been mate
3: uh i mean rushing really but uh, yeah it's been good uh did actually i mean i'm not going to talk about work because no one is really interested about work <laughs> Oh, I can show one. Um, I did some massive progress on on the motorcycle. Don't know if uh, if you guys seen the. Uh, I did. Yeah, see, I the saw pictures. the frame. So, Mike, yeah. for for uh, for uh, your for you to know. So, I'm working a personal project. I'm working on. Are you um, a motorcycle guy?
2: No, actually, I no, love them. Grew up with them, but my uh, it's never been something that I got close to. Someone had an accident, so I was like, I'll leave it to those guys because I would be okay. Okay. I would be that yeah. person. So, but I love how they look and sound <laughs> and smell, hundred percent.
3: So my my dad and I bought an old uh, BMW for, I mean, old from the 90s and uh, decided to completely change it into a cafe racer style. So none of us are from this industry, but we thought, like, you know what? Let's, let's have some fun. So let's put it apart and rebuild it uh, in completely different uh, uh, geometry. And uh, we're learning on the, we're learning on the way. So there's a lot of like stressful moments where we're like, Yes, we put all of those like twelve pots together. What is this crew? Oh shit! <laughs> it Was supposed <laughs> to be the first one. Well, that sort of things, but you can get away <laughs> with that to... with
2: IKEA, but just not with your bike.
3: No, no, no. I mean, like, just... there's barely chance you crashed, uh, uh doing ninety on the freeway with an IKEA uh, <laughs> closet, but
1: <laughs> unless it's you're bringing it on the way home, yeah. <laughs> And since you uh, haven't
0: managed to fit doors to your IKEA wardrobes yet,
3: (laughs) (laughs) don't take that same attitude with the motorbike. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, Um, other uh, engine related story. I managed to. So, uh, Elliot and Dennis, uh, British friends, are in town. And um, I managed to uh, take them for a ride on the old uh, Jeep from my uh, father. Oh yeah, it's the, uh, the, 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 the World, World War II. II. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, which was just so. At the moment, it's all sunny uh, uh, and warm in Paris, so that's just a perfect car to hang around. And funny enough, you can't, you, you can't uh, be—is it a word in English? Discreet. You can't like ride discreet. Discreet. Yeah. yeah, everyone looks at you. <laughs> it's just impossible. <laughs> we are driving
1: an
0: antique around. Let's be fair.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's something special with it, with this car. Everyone looks at you and, and smiles at you. You can have like, I mean, other cars from the same period, and still the Jeep is like the smart. It's the sort of like the freedom. Uh, yeah. Some people call it the freedom car, obviously, because Americans yeah. arrived in France were uh, driving them. But uh, yeah, anyway, fun time. Great. That's awesome. That's what awesome. about you? How about you, Dave?
0: Uh, what did I do this week? Uh, went so Wednesday, I nipped down to uh, Fellows Auction House with Watch Wheel Spin, and we went to see a talk by a journalist whose name escapes me. And it was like uh, watches and and the automobile a long relationship together. So it was all that car oh, watches yeah. and stuff.
3: Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Pretty interesting. The one that Norman Foster put together.
0: No, his name was Simon something. I almost said Simon Le bon, but he's from Duran Duran. So. <laughs> That's Duran <Durant-Duran>, Duran, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't him. It was, <laughs> no, it was I something... It, I, something like, but yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. And then as I was on my way to there, I got a text from Felix, who we've had on here, from Young Horologist. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, what are you, what are you up to tonight? It's like, oh, I'm doing this. He's like, oh, brilliant. Um, do you want my plus one to the Bremont Bamford launch?
2: Oh, like, you went. Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: So, so then I went from there. and went down to Earl's Court uh, for the launch of the new Bremont Bamford coll- uh, collaboration, which is, yeah, I, I like it. It's It, it looks, it's a, I like it, but I wouldn't buy it. Like most, that's the thing I say all the time.
1: I, um, I like the colorway on that, the with the yeah. blue accent and it's. I mean, it's it's very very George Bamford colorway because it's the same. It's not Bamford
0: same. blue, apparently. He was very specific with this. Oh, it's about. not. No, it's called California Stephanie
3: blue. I'm oh, sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stephanie blue. Stephanie blue. We decided to call it yeah
3: that way. Uh, no,
0: apparently, it's called California Blue, and it's one shade different from Bamford Blue. He was adamant Which, that when you put the two next to each other, it's very obviously different. I'm not so sure. What I was his reasoning? Bamford. Why
2: did he do that? I missed that. Yeah. I will. ask
3: because <laughs> he's, ask like, he's sure it, it, Dave's throwing up the flag emojis. They really look, look like. I mean, um, Steve Jobs' announcement. Guys, this year we change the blue by one note. This is a revolution. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that bothered for, me about it. Throw you all one to uh, um, uh, a, a new garbage. Buy the new one. This is a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: really should be going now, gents. I'm probably the wrong person on this podcast <laughs> and
3: this conversation. <laughs> uh,
0: it's oh, a nice watch. watch. And I like the bald arrow hands on it. And I like California dials. It's a sandwich dial as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's right up my alley. So. Yeah. I didn't have four grand to buy one at the time and I don't mm-hmm. have four grand to buy now <laughs> no. so they sold out one. though aren't they now they say they're, they're did they they only made 250 $2. and quite a few people bought them that night so it wouldn't that's a good to.
2: that's a good thing for Bremont to sell that many that quick as well especially you know the partnership with with, with Bamford it just made sense so I'm, yeah. I'm glad it, I'm glad it sold through it is cool um, I think the S500 is probably for me the strongest and the best watch they've ever done in terms of
0: it's probably the one I would buy yeah because I wanted to get an S2000 from Bremont but <clears throat> Now that design's changed slightly, and I prefer the old one anyway. So now if I was going to get a current one, it would either be an S500 or an MB, MB3. Um, I,
2: have, I have the original sample of the S2000. Oh, nice! As a wear watch, yeah. I, I, I helped. I was in Miami with Nick English, and we were discussing about what to do for a two thousand meter diving watch. And I said, "Go big, forty-five millimeter." And him and I were going back and forth. He didn't want to, and I said, "You have to." And I think it was a good decision. I won that one, so I got the watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I did. Uh, I did chat to George Banford whilst I was there, and I did ask him. I said, "Look, now you've done this. Does this mean that?" Uh, this Will open the entire Bremont catalogue up to being part of the Bamford customization program. Mm-hmm. And he was a bit cagey about the answer. He's like, Well, you know, we'll see how well this one does first, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to give him much, I didn't think he would give too much away, but um,
2: no, I can't see okay. that. I mean, I think when he does even what he did last week with Hadinki with the Snoopy watch, I mean, it's it'll come, it'll go, it'll make its impression. And and, and what's lovely about him is he genuinely cares about the relationship, so yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I think they did that one. If it sounds like it should, it will always be part of the Braman story, the British story with him and Bamford. So more power to him.
0: I was just thinking that uh, a Bremont Martin Baker in black and Bremont blue would look really fucking good. good. The middle
2: barrel? Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: And if you did the, um, yeah. the, the yellow and black hand change to blue
2: and black, Oh, God, that would be sacrilegious. That would be really, really good. That, out of all the things they've done with the MB, you don't mess with the, the pull ring handle. <laughs> but that would look <laughs> bloody good.
0: It would look good. So, um, yeah, that. And then we're, that was, so we had that night. And then the next night I was out again at Oris, because Oris did the London launch mm. of their ProPilot X mm-hmm. down at South Moulton Street. And that was, yeah, it's just, it's like all these watch events. Like, you go there, you look at the watch for, like five minutes and then the rest of the time is just drinking the free booze and catching up with people that you haven't seen in a while so it was just what did you think of the watch um i it's nice it is a really nice watch out of the pink dial the gray dial or the blue dial i think the gray one's the one to get yeah um i just i don't really get on that well with titanium
2: oh why just too light you want it's
0: just too light for me so um just buy two of them
3: <laughs> 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 them together. together. No, Very
0: nice. good. So uh, yeah. So again, it's a really nice watch, but I wouldn't buy it, which I keep saying all the time about stuff, which isn't great and is pretty shitty opinion to have when you run a podcast. To it go, it's nice, but not nice enough that I'd buy it. But
2: so you and I know. have only known each other a little bit. I've met you just once. So what is that? Yeah. I mean, have you got a, a collection that you keep within a certain amount of? Or
0: no, my collection got so out of hand right? so I've been eBaying like crazy because I got up to I think it was it was either 40 or 41 pieces and it's just too many to have mm. it just got insane so I started uh, like consolidating a little bit so I've sold I think I've sold five so far and I've got another two that have they're going to sell this week on eBay because they've been bid on
1: so were or, all those five swatches no
0: most of them were swatches. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I sold the, my did you sell this the, the Speedy? Wait. No, I didn't sell the Speedy, no. The Speedy. <laughs> but um no, I sold my Hadinki swatch, I sold my swatch club follow the dots, I sold my nineteen ninety five uh swatch club to Felix. Um I sold that Casio edifice.
1: Was oh, that the one that was sent to you by mistake Shh. or something? No, it was my puppy. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut, <Fair> <laughs> Shut up, enough.
2: Shut up, There it. was something bad on the, on the line. <laughs> yeah. I know never um, to send Zodiac samples to you anymore now.
3: <laughs> 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 them
2: now? Uh, yeah.
0: See, Cam, you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, That's and then good. my uh, Picasso is going to go now, this week. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And my Hackett swatch is going to go as well this week. Oh, the muffin. Yeah, the muffin's going as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I might get rid of my tag, my Golf Edition tag. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. just don't wear it. But
1: your, your Le Mans watch. I know,
2: <laughs> and I haven't been to Le Mans in three
1: years. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs>
2: I'm, but, uh, pretty, I'm pretty awful at getting rid of watches. I've got a, a few too many now. and The last few years, I, I went diversification was the word. So I went out and went like this in the watch world and enjoyed it, but then realized I shouldn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then your bank balance does this. What do we all do? That's what we do.
1: <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a problem. It is a problem. Uh, I, wish how about I, you
3: know, I wish I was someone who was able to be like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to be civilized with my collection and have like a theme. I will limit the amount of possible watches I can have. No, never like that. Thomas, (laughs)
2: these podcasts are never about, I I think we should educate a little bit, but mostly I think it's therapy for people who have got a watch. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what this is. Well, yeah, this, this, I
0: I don't know if you know, Mike, this this podcast basically was that we all lived in London together as like three best friends that talked about watches. And then these two bastards moved away. (laughs) And this was basically like... To make sure we talked at least once a week, still. Yeah. So, you don't so have it to doesn't start. matter if oh. someone's
2: here or not, as long as you guys get to have a chat. Well, it's generally. Oh Thomas, yeah, yeah. It's
0: generally that Thomas isn't here, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. But yeah, it's basically so we we're guaranteed to talk once a week about watches still. So it is watch yeah. therapy for three best friends who
1: formerly used to do it at the pub instead.
2: Well, thanks for letting me come our to our the misses, pub.
1: <laughs> yeah, none of our misses want to hear it. They just. No. Like and actually, it's funny. Somebody was asking my wife if she ever listens to the podcast, and she goes, "No, I had to listen to those three idiots for ten years. I don't need to listen to the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know how she terrible said, she it would be. she still has to to listen
3: to you eventually. Well, sometime, that's true. So. That's true. But she married me, so she was
1: she subjected to that anyway. Were you did
2: you have the watch? Did you have the watch problem before you met, or was she already aware of your addiction? Yeah, yeah. That was well, actually the
3: enough, main reason why we met. Yeah,
2: oh, I met actually, the wife.
1: Oh. No, that's, that's just it. No, the wife, well, the the wife, my, yeah, the wife knew I, the wife knew I had issues long before this, but yeah. the funny thing, how Thomas and I actually met initially was the, uh, he worked with my wife oh. and she came in uh, one day and I don't know what, which watch it was you were wearing, Thomas. It was the, but the dweller. Was it sea dweller? Yeah. yeah. So my wife came in and she was, she was chatting with Thomas in the coffee room or whatever and said, "Oh, that's that's a really nice Rolex." And or, or you know, she said she said no, that's she a really was, nice. She was
3: she was like, specific. "Wait, is it is it like a, is it a Sid Weller from is it a 2018?"
1: And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Sorry." What? <laughs> I doubt she was that specific, but she she did get the uh, the the reference and the and the brand right. <laughs>
3: no, but and, you know, I think there was something with it. Anyway, fine. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. it was it was really, it, it was impressive. Or well, at least I mean I wasn't I mean expecting it. We were just like preparing like a a, a yeah a tea, and then out of the blue, like oh. oh. <laughs>
1: And she had to explain to him that, no, no, my husband's really into watches and stuff, and that's how we got into, We got introduced at the pub a few weeks later, and, I don't know, hit it off, and then the I introduced Thomas to Dave, and, and here we all are.
2: <laughs> like I say, I'm really happy to be here, today. It's really good to meet you and see you like this as well.
1: It's good. No, no it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what did so, you do this uh, week then, Cameron? Oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, actually, uh, what... Well, my aunt and uncle have been visiting for the last week and stuff, so um, over, over the course we've been going out and doing stuff with them. Yesterday we were out in Muir Woods walking around and we actually hit, um, uh, we actually were at Muir Beach as well, all on the Pacific Coast side of, up um, on the other side of uh, San Francisco, or the Golden Gate Bridge, up in that area and stuff. Uh, it's a really nice walk through the woods and, and stuff, so... Took girls up there and and uh, spent a, a little bit of time on the beach and stuff, uh, and then the day or no, was it? I guess it would have been Friday. I think we went, and um, uh, uh, we ended up hitting a couple of the watch shops uh, in Walnut Creek, because um, they've got it's Walnut Creek's the the fancier neck of the woods down where we are and stuff. Davidson yeah. and, and Licks, right?
2: Davidson and Licks, there.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yep. Love yep. So guys. we were in there. Yeah, no, fabulous, really nice. And there's another little shop right beside them as well uh, that carry a couple of, they because I think that at the shop beside them, they carry Omega and um, a few other brands. But basically the whole the whole gamut. The nice thing about Davidson and Link is they've actually, you know how, I mean, and, and not to, not I know we never talk about Rolex and all that crap and whatnot, but they did actually have uh, a display of every single piece, of the new pieces. So I actually managed to try on some of the new stuff Nice. And see and see what else, minus the really new stuff. Like none of the stuff that was released this year, like the 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 goofy left hand uh, GMT thing, or um, and, but it, the new forty one mil. So you sub. got to try the
0: new stuff that looks the same as the old stuff,
1: exactly. exactly. Like, well, and I, I, gotcha. I and I and I was and I was wearing the old the old Rolex as well, so uh, comparing them side by side to see. But you no, know, the proportions on the new one are much better than what they were. Like that super case that the Submariner used to have. The new forty-one mil case. I mean, it it's it's it tapers better. It's it's a it's got a better proportional aesthetic than it used to. Um, so yeah, we did, checked all that, and and I managed to try on all of the new uh, Speedmasters, both the Hesellite and the Sapphire sandwich, and uh, and and did confirm that yeah, that will be the next thing still. It's
0: been, been that for years. It's been that yeah. for years, and it's never happened.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he, said, he just <laughs> so, said it will be the next thing. He didn't say when. So that's true. He oh, keeps, yeah, it, yeah, keeps having kids again, in the way. Yeah, there is that. He builds a savings (laughs) up and goes, "Oh, baby, damn it!"
2: (laughs) I saw a doctor for that problem. It's all about watches (laughs) now. (laughs) I will will, will be doing that as well. well. (laughs) I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Does he do it cheap? I need to spend that money on something. Hundred percent. It's too. It's just and it's gone. The problem's away.
0: Perfect. See that just worries me. I remember when I was getting my offshore medical done. And uh, I was in the office, and I was like, oh, "I was like, can you believe the price of these medicals? Like, they're getting so expensive now. And this guy goes to me, oh, I know a guy who'll do it for you. And I was like, what? Like, he needs to be a doctor. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. He'll do it for you. And I was like, he okay, was where, where's, his, where's, where's his doctor's office? He's like, oh, no, he doesn't his apartment over there. I was like, yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <I was> like,
3: <laughs> yeah, the guy was a plumber the week before.
2: Do you know one time, time, this is a very, very old watch story, I was flying to the Caribbean, um, to Puerto Rico, and I was going to go on a cruise ship, and I was going to be away for a week. On the way to Puerto Rico, on a Saturday in Puerto Rico, I was eating airplane cheese, never do that, and it pulled off um, a temporary crown. And I was, and it'd it, it gone. Like I don't know where it'd gone, but it'd gone. And I'm like, what do I do? And I found the crown, and I was like, I managed to find it. But then I could not obviously find a dentist when we got to Puerto Rico. It's Saturday, nothing's open, no one's open. The retailer who sold the watches in Puerto Rico found a dentist. He said, I got a guy. He's great. And he came to our hotel room, and I'm sitting there with like, this is terrible. What's going on? And uh, he came in an Arby's bag. He had his <laughs> dental equipment, and he has some glue. Because the, the only thing I could do to get this trip going is just, yeah, just glue it in, it's temporary, it's fine, we go. He put it on upside down. And I didn't know. I didn't know until I was like two days in. I'm like, this does not feel right. And I managed to look within a little bit and he'd put the bloody tooth on upside down. That, I have not thought of that story since well, 10 years and then you talked about your doctor. Bloody watches. That was, that's drama oh that's oh, that's oh i yeah, can't believe it. i thought that <laughs> i lost How the weight down i was just eating down. soup <laughs> <laughs> good oh wow oh the road that's... oh the road
1: oh, <laughs> anyway um why don't why don't we do uh why don't we do a wrist check around and we'll start with our guest
2: Mike, sure. what, what, do you,
1: what do you got on the okay. wrist today
2: I'm keeping it current. Um, I'm wearing a Zodiac, obviously, the Super Seawolf GMT Crystal, the limited edition that was done with uh, Rob Kaplan and Topper Jewelers. Um, He took a a vintage colorway, the the red and blue uh, GMT, and they only made, I think, 182 of them, and it absolutely killed it. It's got this beautiful sunburst dial. I think the colors, obviously, that color is very synonymous with certain brands, but I think what's lovely about Zodiac, it also has its own colorway in our back catalog as well, so it tells a story. But, funnily enough this particular watch was the first one that I bought way before even working with Zodiac that I bought fully yeah. from Rob to support the store he's been a friend for years um, and I just thought it was great I wanted to learn more about the brand and it was like 1700 bucks and he gave me a bit of a discount because we know each other but uh, it's the first one and that started this whole Zodiac thing off so um, I'm wearing this today because I was in San Francisco last week I think it's banging it looks good in the sun but that's why
1: that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. very cool. Very cool. Thomas, what you got on mate?
3: Uh so cuz I was uh driving the the Jeep, I thought I would go for some military vibe. So obviously the Seiko is not military. That's an original one from the from the 60s, but the uh the Marine National strap uh matches perfectly with the uh, uh with uh, the the the, the littering on it. Gives it a bit of a um uh, yeah, um, military vibe to it. Very cool, very cool, Dave mate. What are you going on?
0: I keep it military. I got my CWC g ten on on a. Um, it might be a bit on the nose that I put it on this charity Ukraine NATO. That I got from the strap Taylor. putting it on a military watch. But at least I didn't put it
3: on my Vostok. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, about to say. yeah. <laughs> bit bit of a conflict of interest. Yeah. yeah, if if in the middle of the uh, middle of the day, the struggle was in on one way, and the in in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the case in the other, you won't be surprised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think my Vostok's been retired for the foreseeable until all this blows
1: over, because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a good look. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Cam? Uh, actually, I'm wearing one of my own watches, which is, I know, unusual. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I am wearing my uh, my original Black Bay the Etta. Um, nice. Black Bay Blue with the Etta. Yeah. So. Uh, I have officially had this watch now for exactly seven years.
2: Great, looks great. Oh, today, today,
1: today. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. You guys, well, I know you two know the story about this, but I got yeah. this. Um, I picked it up on my. Uh, my wife bought it for me on my birthday. Uh, so the actual doc, uh, the papers on it have my birth, my name, and my birthday on it. So wait, when's your birthday?
2: today
0: oh fuck we did it again we did this last year well
2: done (laughs) do you know all the things you were just saying about i was like it's gonna be today it's gonna be today happy birthday cameron thank Thank you very much much. we did this last year as well we totally
0: forgot it was his birthday and because cam doesn't do birthdays so he never mentions (laughs) it and then he springs it on you to make you feel like an arsehole I know it's
1: so great.
3: I love the fact that he, I mean he said it in the sentence. Every element was in the sentence, but like yeah. one of us, uh, I, I would have made the mistake. I was thinking uh, it when he said because I, I was thinking
0: because I was thinking it's really odd that he knows exactly what day he bought his watch seven years <laughs> ago. I was like, who who makes a record of that? And then I was thinking to my head, I was like, oh fuck, it's his birthday. <laughs> no, it's I was like, like, oh, it's, like, oh, no, it's May. I know his birthday's around this time. We are just
3: terrible friends.
0: And the thing is, your birthday's the first as well. It's not even that hard to remember. No, no.
3: It's so
1: fun to wind you two up. Sorry, mate. (laughs) Happy birthday again. (laughs) I'll look up. Thanks, guys. I need to go on Facebook. Hopefully, you'll have something to drink.
3: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Is it it too early for a drink on your side, uh, Cam? Never. It's Sunday. The sun's out. It's good enough. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mike, do you want to talk about what you're doing at Zodiac, so we can like feel like less like shitty friends? <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I will. I will do your guilty sales pitch because of you not knowing your friend's birthday. That's fine. I, I'm all in for that.
3: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Well, I, I, I am with Zodiac. I'm their, their brand director. Uh, new to it. Um, I've been talking to them for about a year, but uh, so it was. It was a newer conversation. It came out of nowhere. Um, I, I've said this at the show. I was at Wind Up last week in San Francisco. Uh, which was fantastic, uh, but it was a, it was weird because I'd not been in that arena for watches for three years, and purposely so. I I, I didn't want to go anywhere near them for a bit. I'd spent almost two decades within the industry, mm. and I can only really sell what I love. Now that, that's if you've, you've known me from my Bramond days, it's all very very hands are waving. It's all passion and gusto, but also true love. I, I've got to give it my all. And when I started speaking to TJ, who's um, in charge of this newer iteration for Zodiac, it was a case of he said, "Can, can we talk? Can you help us?" And I was um, I was in a job, and I said, "I can't." But if you if there's an evening and you want an hour uh, a month, you know, let's let's chat. And very quickly, it, it became a wonderful part of my day um, and learning about the history 140 years this year, uh, learning about the, the the ups and the downs, the, um, the the many many ups, and also the misunderstood concept of what zodiac is the brand where it stands within the watch industry who it fights against which we don't fight against anybody who are we owned by does that matter do they look after you and what the movements the price points and the more and more i saw of it the more i was like this is bloody amazing like there's there's not many watches in this industry with this type of history this type of genuine history that was family owned for the majority of its being and nowadays as i saw it we've all got our own stereotypes when we look at we look at things in one way, especially when you you love one brand or you're with one brand for so long. But the, when, you, when you look a little bit sideways, you look at something really special. But for Zodiac, at the point I was talking to them, it was limited editions. It was really, really bright colorways. And they were selling out really quick. And they do it really well. And so Hadinki, wow. Worn and Wound, all these different wonderful partners that they've got, grand. But they don't have many retailers. So I didn't see it in the flesh very much. And then I saw the watch that I talked to you about with toppers and away you go. But it was very, very quickly that when I started to talk to TJ that if it, it wouldn't take much to get it to where it needs to be. And I'm not saying I've got a magic wand, but I think they're running at a million miles an hour. That An extra body within there made sense when he asked me to join. Um, but the, the job is not for selling. It's not for PR or marketing. It's for a little bit of everything. And also to hopefully put some good habits into place. I'm a big believer that the worst thing in, in many industries is the customer service. But watches, it's a very, very hard thing to say. They get it right every time. It's the, it's the one thing that if you get a watch that's broken, it's heartbreaking because it's very, very personal to you. But the, the communication back to a customer for me is key. And if we can get things like that right, if we can make things good, I think we've, we're, on, we're on to a really winning start. That's the first job I want to do. And then I have to get people understanding the core. I'm a, I love these limited editions. I love these colorways, but I see this 140 years of history, and I see the watches that are within a showcase, and that's what needs to be celebrated. the The colors are the gravy. the The limited editions are the thing to kind of celebrate after the fact when you understand the brand. But so they've they've done it backwards in the in the best possible way. They've got this huge buzz but no one knows how big or how small they are. No one knows uh, what kind of reach they've got. And so that's what I'm going to try and do. And it, it seems like in the first month, it's been wonderful and we've got a lot of work to do, but it's going to be fun every step of the way. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Cause with, with Zodiac, that's like kind of my, my first thoughts that are that I don't actually know anything about them. Like mm. everyone, as soon as you mention Zodiac, people tend to go, Oh yeah, owned by fossil. And that's like all people seem to know, but yeah. then I don't really know anything about them. And like, I was saying, I think I said this last week because we touched on Zodiac, I said, like... I'd love to see some of their pieces, but I just don't know where to get hands on with one.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Outside no, of the website. That gonna right? be my, yeah. That was going to be my point as well. Is that like, um, cause yeah, the what the, cause I, I don't have a grand understanding of what the distribution model is, is. For one thing. and I know that, like you said, I mean, it's easy when it's something, somebody like, um, well, topper jewelers that, that isolates to a location and stuff like that. And you could, you could have ordered that one online and stuff. And Hodinky. that's another pretty easy step to go through as well, because that's just, again, all online. So, is is it is is it structured as an as an online brand right now, or is it is it matter or or is the plan to get it into some shops to be able to get some people hands on with them and stuff like that?
2: It has to be in a store in the end. Um, the biggest yeah. bit of magic in this watch industry that people have to remember, especially for them thinking about Zodiac, is that that twelve inches of glass is where magic happens, where stories are uh, yeah. told, where people fall in love. All the the, the cheesy side, of it. I truly believe in it when someone tells me a story about a watch and it's over a class and you're looking in somebody's eyes, I get it. It's like going to buy a jacket. If somebody puts it on and tells you it looks like crap, don't buy the jacket. But you won't know from a picture. But if yeah, you're in a, yeah. if you're, in, a, no, if you're, in, a, if you're in, with a tailor and they're tapping down the lapels and they're making the collar look good or the, the sleeves the right length, that's what watches should be about. It is putting it on, making the strap fit nice. Does Do the lugs go over the arm? So... The end goal is always going to be in store. But what I loved finding out, which a lot of people have this misconception about, is that we only make 6,000 watches a year. Wow, Um, A lot of people go, oh, you're owned by Fossil. You must make millions of them. And we don't. Um, Fossil is... A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful parent to Zodiac, but they have never had anything like this in terms of the quality, the history, the heritage. They bought the watch brand in 2001. It was in a bit of a mess um, and they came out with some watches. It wasn't great. So they pulled it back and it was away until they got it right. So what you're seeing is a rebirth of the brand and the people in charge of it within Fossil are treating it like the brand that it should be. It is on a pedestal. They've invested millions into the, the housing movement, into that the place that's making the movement for in-house movements. They've invested millions into where they're building the watches. And they've got this dedicated team. And lovely thing, I think, for especially for an American audience, Cameron, is that we've got this American head office in Dallas for Fossil, but we've got this place where we're building them in Switzerland and we've got offices all over the world. But you have this international outlook to the brand and maybe a set of eyes outside of Switzerland to pay homage like we do to the Swiss industry. And that's yeah. that's where I kind of see it. But the, like when I say they've done it backwards, is that they did it in a point where Houdinki one and one, they would sell so many and so quickly that there wasn't enough to build the core to put within a store. And you can't go yeah. to a store and say, right, you can get four of these or six of these. You need a collection where if they turn it through, they've got a partnership. And we've purposely only opened about 20 stores around the world. The world that have got it. Okay. And there's only about a okay. seven or eight that are proper stores that are selling it within North America. In the UK, there's oh, okay. only one. In France, there's only one. Um, and they, a lot of them will have um, an online presence. So in the UK, you've got CW sellers. The difference between, say, the UK side to the American is that the UK and France cannot buy on the Zodiac website. So we've got all these moving parts that if we get the core right, we can open the appropriate stores to be that partner and have an online and an in-person presence because i think what well, if covid taught us anything that we can have a we can have a marriage of both but the, the oh, physical the physical has to be there to fall in love with it and for people like you um david to see it and go okay i get it now cuz i didn't get it before yeah cuz yeah. there's definitely watches
0: i've seen like in renders and in press packs and stuff online and gone
2: uh eh. and yeah.
0: then i've seen it in person and gone oh actually i really like this like i get absolutely. it like my hamilton psr was the same as that. I always saw the PSR online and was like, hey, it's just a digital watch kind of thing. wasn't right. bothered by it. And then I went out the other week and I f- saw the new all-black one. And I tried it on and was like, yeah, I get this now. And I really like this. And I bought it. And it, But if I hadn't seen it, I would have just written it off. and just 100%.
1: And that's, and I don't think that's limited to just the, the smaller brands that you don't get a lot of access to and stuff like that. Cause one thing I will say, and I, and this is where I noticed it this weekend was walking in and, and actually finally trying on the new Omega Speedmaster. And I mean, there's a watch I've tried on multiple times over the years. And it's kind of been one that, yeah, I'm going to get it eventually. It's just, it's, it just always ends up being, and then something else comes along. I grab that instead. And for whatever reason. <clears throat> And finally, being able to actually put the new one on with the uh, that new three eight six one movement and um, the the new honestly, what sold me on it is the the new bracelet. It they've done a beautiful job of tapering it. It's got a it's got a much more it's got a bit of play in the bracelet more so than because I've always found Omega bracelets to be quite rigid. Um, this one is, is, is kind of stepped away from that. They've got a nice spacing through the links. There's no, there's no pinch. It just, it just felt right, right? And that is not something I would have known one way or the other. If I'm looking at that versus the, the, the previous generation online, you kind of look at it and it's like, well, it looks the same. But it's completely like it's a completely different feel. So having the actual experience of feeling the watch and stuff like that gives you a completely new perspective on it. And what I, what I really appreciated about what you did over uh, at windup last week, uh, Mike, was the way you had it set up and actually having the lineage of the brand there. Cause you had some fantastic, you had some fantastic vintage pieces there that really showed like they've been doing this for a long time and they've been doing it well for a long time. And you also and, right, saw. It,
2: you saw color in them as well it wasn't just about with oh, color yeah. in that. Yeah. there was light right, blue right, bezels right. that were yeah. right absolutely like and blue. that's the thing is
1: and that's and i think that and it actually says so that's part of the whole package of of what zodiac seems to it seems to be that is a message that you, i'm i'm really glad you're involved now to be able to get that mas- message out to that that this is this idea has been around with this company for a very long time i actually had no idea that Flossel had owned them for, since 2001 I thought that was a more. I thought it was a much more recent purchase that they'd taken over.
2: Well, it was also that they they pulled it back, and I think that's always the the measure of the company when they know they're not yeah. going to be doing it right or giving it justice. So they said, "No, we'll come back when it's right." So that I I was in Dallas before I went to wind up, and I met with the uh, the owner of Fossil, and uh, you know he's a. He's a, he's a very successful man, but he's also one of the most humblest man, men I've met within this industry. You know, I think Fossil is like the third largest watch house in the world. It might not be the watches that we all buy, or that you, in in this type of conversation, but you've got to respect the fact they know fashion, they understand. The a hundred yeah. yeah. And we've all. I mean, uh, my first watch was a Fossil. I don't know about you, but I had one. I've got a Fossil. Yeah, yep. man. <laughs> no, great. Yeah, I changed
1: he's... the battery in it recently. <laughs> I don't just be. And it's it's one of those things where it's like I can't I can't just let it sit here completely unloved i mean I, I wore that watch for a couple of years it was great mm. I, I mean and and yeah of course once you start getting yeah everybody goes oh yeah then you get into it and everybody's like oh and any you get the snobbish aspect to the whole thing and i mean we're, we're we can be we'd be hypocrites to say that we're not like that's now as well but i mean well it, let's put it, it this it way is. cameron
2: it's, if you look at what happened this this last past month You look at Omega, which you've talked about so lovingly, and I truly think they're the best brand in the world with what they've done in terms of history, coaxial, meta, all that sort of stuff now. But the the history of that brand is untouchable for many, many people. And for me personally, I own a Speedy. It's great. They work with Swatch. They had fun with it. And they're owned by Swatch. So if you think about Fossil to Zodiac, you think about Swatch to Omega, you think about how that brand puts Omega on a pedestal, and deservedly so. Fossil are doing that. With Zodiac, and, I, oh, and yeah. for me to see that from the guy who owns Fossil and be like, "What do you need?" I'm like, you know, what I said at the beginning: service, communication. I want a better website, more stock. And he's like, "I got you." Like, let's do this yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That was that yeah. was humbling. That was like, I'm 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 energized. Like, I've not been in the watch industry for years, so when I say I step back, I didn't want to come in. It was that type of man and that type of conversation. He goes, "Okay, we can do this now, and they, we're not doing it because of making money because Fossil make enough." Money for the brands that they've got, and they do it really well. This is to do right, and so what Zodiac has for them is this ability to not just elevate the fossil name, but also show that the investment they've put in within STP and this and this the place that's making the watches in Antima it's justified. And if we do this next bit right in the next in eighteen months, the money that will come in will not be for. The company, it will go towards making a, I don't know, a chronograph movement, a GMT STP movement, um, investing on more people. That's what they want to do with it. And so for me, that's where the energy comes from. We just need to make sure that people understand that this is going to take time. And if you don't see it in a store yet, we're getting there and we don't make many. So treat it in some ways as like a a smaller brand. I mean, for Breman, the years I was with them, we were making four, five, six thousand watches. And to sell six thousand out a year would have been unbelievable. And mm. to have Zodiac do it time and time again, um it just shows that there's an appetite for it. We just have to get the next bit right. no mm. oh, sure it's, p- it should be kind of,
0: what you said came about there's that snobbishness and what you said, Mike, about uh, the parent companies. It should be really obvious, like I didn't even think about that because people like I said immediately go, zodiac's owned by Fossil, and they just write it off. But then, like you said, Amiga's owned by Swatch, so yeah. it's the same relationship. Right. It's just,
2: it just depends it's, on how you treat the brand. I mean, you, it just depends you know, what lens depends you,
0: look you look at it through. It's where you look at it through that off on the high on your high horse, looking down at it because you feel like you can. Because it's, it's yeah, it makes so much sense when you really sit down and think about it. But it's the same relationship. That I mean, who's what's tag? Tag is LVMH or Richmond? LVMH yeah. LVMH. they make handbags. Well,
2: there's <laughs> handbags and then there's Louis Vuitton. You know, <laughs> not to me, <mean> there's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was, I was going to say, in that same vein, where... So yeah, sorry guys, that's kind of where things ended this week due to unforeseen circumstances.
0: Um, as you can hear, Mike's a great guy, he has so much energy and uh, a real passion for the watch industry, uh, kind of puts us to shame. So um, it's, a, it's a real shame that things didn't end up uh, with the full episode, because we, we talked for another at least half an hour on all sorts of things and... Uh, it's really nice to hear the ideas and the way Mike wants to push Zodiac forward. And it all sounds really exciting. So rest assured, we'll, um, we're going to endeavour to get him back on as soon as possible so he can tell us the rest of his story with Zodiac. So I um, hope you enjoyed it. And as always, we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.